1: It's hard to find an expert more dedicated than John Clayton. He's the consummate pro. We'll see how the 4-3 and the cover-3 work together. John Clayton with the latest. Thanks, Dan. Take care. Whenever we need a brilliant insight, he's available at the drop of a hat. Hey, Mom! I'm done with my segment! What's up, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of the Sac City Podcast. I'm your host, the one and only Vinny Milani, joined by Aaron the Mukesiah Mukes and the smoothest voice in sports casting, Dylan Kearns. Uh, It is a March 21st evening here at the Sac City Pod, and we just wanted to take the time out to pay respects to quite possibly one of the greatest, uh, broadcasters of all time in John Clayton. As you can tell in that video, we did a nice little tribute for him and he, uh, he passed away uh, on Friday due to, due to illness. Uh, he died at the age of 67 and uh, it was, it's a really tough loss for the sports casting world and the sports community, uh, as a whole gentlemen, we'll start right there. Aaron, uh, what, what impact did John Clayton have on your life as a sportscaster?
2: It was big Um, growing up. You know, I watched a lot of ESPN as I do now, but just remembering John Clayton, give all the inside information. uh, Dylan had mentioned something pre like Adam Schefter. He was always at training camps and just breaking news. But the thing about him that meant so much to me is he knew the game. Like he was very knowledgeable about what he spoke. And uh, to me, I respect that somebody who maybe didn't play or doesn't have that inside information that we often look for when we're talking about analysts Um, but he brought a level of knowledge that was kind of unmatched and unwavered. You, you seen in the commercial there, he's talking about cover three and, um, you know, that's stuff that coaches talk about That's stuff that some of the former players talk about. And and he was a guy that covered all of that. And he's been around the game, the, the league for so long. Um, as football fans, we would be doing a disservice if we did not honor him today. And, uh, you know, dedicate this show to him. Such an amazing man, and and just what he was able to do and accomplish is is nothing short of amazing.
0: Yeah, he was uh, he he was a spectacular, not just broadcaster, but we, we've seen the outreach on Twitter and everybody else that knew John and has interacted with him entirely. They just said that he's been a, he's a great person, and um, that that goes beyond this. And every single like executive that they've mentioned, just a constant professional. Um, every single aspect of his job. He's just right there. He wrote, wrote good stories as a sports writer. Whenever he was a reporter, he's sitting there. He was concise, broke the story and just it did a great job in story storytelling. And uh, I mean, he was an exceptional reporter and was very, very good at his job and quite frankly, could have paved the way for uh, some of the people in there today.
1: Yeah, I think he really laid down the foundation. I have a quote here from uh, Mike Sando, uh, a a longtime friend of of John Clayton and a writer for The Athletic. He says, quote, long before he became an ESPN icon, John might have been the best news-breaking team beat reporter of his generation, the type who could sit on a story for months and then break it before others had any clue what was going on. That that, that quote to me, it's one thing to say, okay, like, Hey, he, he was, he was ahead of his time on like breaking stories and things like that. And he laid down the foundation for that. But in his quote, he said, an ESPN icon, you don't throw around the word icon just on anybody and, and really truly mean it. And John Clayton was that in, in, in the broadcasting world, the sports world in general. And, and, uh, he will definitely be missed John Clayton. This episode here is for you. Episode nine. Here in the city, the Sac City Podcast. Welcome in, everybody. Thank you guys for joining us on all podcasting platforms and on YouTube live here uh, on the pod. Shout out Bailey in the chat. Shout out everybody in the chat. Gentlemen, we've got a great show ahead of us, though. Breaking news came in earlier today. Shook up the world. Probably shook up AJ's world. We'll touch into that and a whole (laughs) lot more. But first, let's pay some bills here and remind everybody that you can follow us on all social media platforms at Sac City Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. And most importantly, follow Kenny Baby Hands Pickett's Hands on over, all the way down to the TikTok, at Sac City Pod on TikTok. Please, if you have not done so, head on over there and like, subscribe, share it, do whatever you have to do on TikTok to follow. And get that exclusive content is there just for you beautiful people who watch it it's good stuff, man. What we got going on there is the best. And and Aaron is doing a killer job running it. Whew. gentlemen.
2: Can yeah. I just say something really quick before we, yeah, before we go where you're about to is, go?
1: Is it about maybe um, hands picket.
2: There's only one reason why Dylan is on this show today. Why? And you're about to, and you're about to tell us why Vinny. You're about to tell us why Vinny. Go ahead. Break the news. Go ahead. Break the news. Breaking news. Uh, Okay, You're about to ready. tell us oh, why.
1: Okay, 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 got this. I'm ready, okay, okay, got this, I got this. okay. Send it to me again, send it to me again, send it to me again. Come on, come on, hit me with it, hit oh, me with Jesus, it, hit me with it. messed it up. There's this only one ridiculous. reason.
2: There's only one reason why Dylan Kearns decided to show up today on this show. Tell him why, Vinny. I've been on Monday, Wednesday,
1: Breaking every time. News came in earlier today that the Indianapolis Colts were acquiring Matt Ryan in exchange for a What was it? Uh, It was a third round pick that the Falcons got in exchange for Matt Ryan after failing to acquire Deshaun Watson. The Colts have got Matt Ryan Dillon. You were all over this story, apparently. And uh, (laughs) yeah, you were you were all over this. And for some reason, you were so hyped about the Indianapolis Colts during the Deshaun Watson madness. I
0: was upset. You love the Colts. No, I don't. I was worried. All
2: you've been talking about, I had to mute our group chat because all you wanted to talk about was the Indianapolis Colts. I'm sorry, but we don't care about the Colts.
0: I'm so, not. OK, got I, I'm not. A, I'll, I'll break this down here right now. But I mean, you, you look at this and I, I said it in the chat. Right. The reason I was worried. I'm a Jags fan. AFC South. Right. The Colts quarterback away from being good. We think we all know that. Right. I see the rumors of Deshaun Watson potentially going to Atlanta. And I'm like, crap. The only place Matt Ryan's going to be moved, he's not going to the Saints in division, Panthers in division. The only other team that needs a quarterback's Indianapolis. So I was worried there. That is what I was worried about. Not oh my gosh, the Colts are going to get Matt Ryan. I'm not a Colts fan. Bottom line is this is the a good Colts move guy. for. This is a big move for the big move for the Indianapolis Colts. They had to get a quarterback. I think we could all agree on that front. They elected to go to the veteran. I know they said they were worried about Jimmy G's shoulder. I think Russini from ESPN reported that. Um, worried about Jimmy G's uh, medicals and his health. They know the character concerns if they were to acquire a Baker Mayfield. Matt Ryan right here steps in. He's a veteran. This is a win now roster. And I think that he brings that leadership that he's still not far off from his MVP performance. He's put up uh, a few years back where, I mean, he's still putting up pretty solid numbers. I think this also gives Colts a sense of direction where they could play him out a year or two, whatever, and draft a quarterback when they finally get another first round pick starting next season. So, oh, so what
1: I heard today, I heard I heard people comparing Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz, and when you look at the two, the two, the two guys, and obviously Carson Wentz is much younger than Matt Ryan. They they made the comparison of of Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz being like almost the same exact type of athletic style quarterback, where it's not you're not getting I, sorry, they're the same type of athlete. At the quarterback position, they're not really athletic, I should say, but But they're very similar in terms of what they do at the position. Aaron, what I'm trying to get to here is for you to tell me what the actual difference is that (laughs) Matt Ryan is going to be able to bring to the table that Carson Wentz could not.
2: Um, Well, I'll start twofold here. Matt Ryan is a statue. Okay, he's not moving. Right. Carson Wentz is actually athletic. He's mobile. He can move around. He can create opportunities that Matt Ryan can't, but let's make one thing very clear. Matt Ryan is not going to put his team in a position to lose games as often as Carson Wentz. Matt Ryan is a consummate professional. He's a guy that he has great vision on the field. He's a veteran. He's done it before Dylan mentioned the MVP. He's the guy that went to a super bowl probably should have won one, but he's thrown for 4,000 yards a number of times. He's a leader. The only concern I have here with Matt Ryan really is the age. How far apart are him and Phillip Rivers when he joined that Colts team? Um, But I do think he's going to bring that veteran leadership that Carson Wentz couldn't bring. And then also not make the mistakes in crucial moments, in critical spots in a game. And when you give him a running game like Jonathan Taylor – Hopefully, a solidified offensive line, even though they lost a couple of pieces there, um, and a pretty good defense. I think you're. I think that's a win for the Colts. I don't know if it's going to put them over the top, in which, which I think was what they're looking for. But it's definitely an upgrade over Carson Wentz.
1: Yeah, Dylan, where does this put the Colts in this in this dogfight of an AFC? I mean, we've talked all the time about the fact that uh the Chiefs raided that entire AFC West. It's just battling for the top spot uh in the AFC. Where do where do the Colts rank in this? And I mean, we've talked about it on the show. Even we we all got very excited when we talked about how the Jacksonville Jaguars could be the second best team in the AFC South. <laughs> now that this move happens, <laughs> might push us back a little bit further but where does where does this move put the the indianapolis colts in the afc
0: In the afc as a whole it puts them at maybe a wild card spot maybe a division champ i think they can compete with tennessee for sure um i i do question their weapons outside i know michael pittman's good but you can't win with just one in this league um i think you need more on that outside i mean right now it's it's Michael Pittman, it's Ashton Doolin, and uh, uh, Strachan is the other wide receiver. So they don't have much going on there. Uh, they lost Chester Rogers an off ago to Tennessee, who was a little bit good for them. They lost T.Y. Hilton this off season. You saw Pascal move. Talk about him a little bit later. But I mean, I, I think the weapons are still a concern here for this Indianapolis Colts team. I think maybe you bring in uh, Julio Jones potential reunion there with Matt Ryan. Or someone that could uh, catch balls on the outside to help draw the attention off of Michael Pittman. I think that's when you could seriously talk about them as a, a, a deep playoff contender. But right now, I think they're on the fringe of that wild card territory and they did get better with the loss of Carson Wentz and the addition of Matt Ryan.
1: I didn't even think about the Julio Jones connection, how he's still out there. And that wasn't even that didn't even popping my head. But that's a I think that is a, a good connection. And I mean, who knows, maybe Maybe Julio Jones can stay. Okay, no, no, he's not going to be able to stay healthy. We're not going to explain it at all.
2: I think, I think T.Y. Hilton actually Atlanta. is going to go back. I think T.Y. Hilton's is going to come back to Indy. You, you, you can shake your head all you want, but having T.Y. Hilton back is a win, especially with Matt Ryan at quarterback. Having a veteran to go alongside Michael Pittman outside of a Paris Campbell right now, that, that's a, that would be a win for Matt Ryan. And then if you can go get another piece or even draft a young wide receiver, we know this is a deep wide receiver class. Um, I actually think the Colts have a very legitimate shot to win this division. But even if they win the division, they're still going to be the sixth best team in the AFC.
1: Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. I was I was saying okay, yeah, they, they can win the division all they want, but they still will be very far behind the other top dogs uh in the AFC. And with this move of Matt Ryan leaving the Atlanta Falcons today, the Falcons decided to go out and sign Marcus Mariota, who has the connection with Arthur Smith in their days in Tennessee. Uh is this move what what is what, what do the Tennessee or what do the Atlanta Falcons What are they doing at the quarterback position? Do you see them going a quarterback here in this draft early or are they trying to build on the run and try and compete in this NFC South Aaron?
2: Um, I think Marcus Mariota Mariota is a bridge quarterback. I, that's why you give him a, a two-year deal, right? It's not somebody that you're saying, oh, we're just going to play one year and we're probably going to look for a guy this year. Um, they might draft one. I don't think they'll use a top pick to draft one, but I do think he's a bridge quarterback for the chance to get a, a franchise guy. Maybe they wait till next year's draft if they feel like that draft class has a little bit more, um, you know, kind of oomph at the top of the draft. I think he's just kind of that stopgap. He's a veteran. He's been in the league a while. He played well as a backup behind uh, Derek Carr. Uh, I th- I think he can come in and be successful. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to win games, but he has the mobility behind a bad offensive line. Um, You can use him differently, you know, the read option and stuff like that, getting him out in space. Um, He'll have enough experience under his belt to where he'll be able to make some plays and kind of keep them afloat to kind of start rebuilding, right? They have so many holes on that team that they need to fill. I think he can just be that guy, okay, we're putting him back there. We know what we're going to get with him. We're not expecting him to go win a Super Bowl, but he'll kind of bridge us between what we have and Felipe Franks as a backup uh, versus what we we're going to get, which is our quarterback of the future here in the next couple of seasons.
0: They have a lot of holes on that roster. You mentioned Uh, I I question the wide receivers question the line. And I I like Marcus Mariota, but I mean, I'm still going to question him a little bit. Like Cordero Patterson has to be a beast. Uh, I think he's the only offensive (laughs) weapon that I think you really want to consider right there. Uh, Kyle Pitts as well. Uh, I I forgot about Kyle Pitts. That's on me, but I I do know um, my buddy, Mitch, he texted me, he goes, really? First Freddie Freeman last week, now Matt Ryan, my two favorite Atlanta sports icons are gone. And he's like, he's definitely upset about that. But you know, um, it, it, it's tough. It's got to be tough for Atlanta Falcons fans. You lose your franchise quarterback. He was there from the the Roddy White days, the Tony Gonzalez, the Michael Turners, the Dirty Birds, all that good stuff, making a, making a Super Bowl run. And I mean, it, it, he's gone now. So, I mean, it was a big financial commitment. They do get nine off the cap, as you saw in the graphic earlier. But um, that, that's still pretty nice. They did have to eat about $40 million, But, I mean, it, it's still a nice nice move there. I mean, it's a hard move to make. But you finally part ways, and now you get a chance to potentially build a future in Atlanta, which they could potentially do. And you mentioned – I have one more point. Tom Brady, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, It's good that, that's really the one team in the division that's really good right now. Getting a little bit older, that's probably the time the Falcons should rebuild. Potentially jump up to the top of that NFC South. Uh, if they could get there in a few years. Well, I
2: mean, you think I about it, take- Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is get getting what he deserves. Like Atlanta, they were eating forty million regardless, right? And they knew that, but they wanted. They said, "Look, man, we're not winning. We're not going to win." Matt Ryan. By the time we can rebuild the roster around Matt Ryan, he's going to be too old. Why not? Find a suitable partner that fits what Matt Ryan's trying to do, which is have a good run game, a good defense, and, and possibly win. And that and it fits with Indianapolis. So they did, they did right by him by allowing him to leave, still eating the 40 million, and they created a little bit of cap space. They need to, they finally are committing to me. This is the first sign that they are committing to a rebuild and not this whole reload, retool thing that we saw. <laughs> beginning of last year where they were making up stories about how they were just going to reload. And it really didn't seem like they were. So uh Cordero Patterson said he'll play quarterback if he has to. So, Jeez. you know, I'm sure he'll fit right in there, but Jeez. Atlanta has some, they got some promise. They, they do have a good young star in Kyle Pitts. They obviously um, have, have some good young pieces on defense that still are trying to grow, but they can go ahead and, and, get better right they this they use this draft to go get picks get better surround Marcus Mariota with some playmakers maybe you go out and win a couple of games do better than you think you're going to do um and people want to come play there again uh it's it's tough they're they're in a rebuild and it's going to be tough for a couple of seasons but I think they did right by going and get a quarterback that can kind of keep the ship afloat and not just some random rookie or somebody that we don't really know about and then every week we're asking well who's going to replace them and what's going on here and what's atlanta doing i think this kind of settles that talk down a little bit
1: yep yeah and this is this is i think it's still better than carolina i think atlanta is still better than carolina right now i mean depending on the depending on who they get at at the no
0: sammy i take a sammy d panthers team over i over a Marcus yeah,
2: Mariota. That, that's tough. I think Carolina has more talent. Carolina definitely, especially if Christian McCaffrey is there and healthy. That's like, fair. I I think they would have more talent.
1: That's fair. We talked about, we talked about the AFC South though. And uh, they did the, the, the other team of the AFC South went out and made a big time move in the Tennessee Titans acquiring Robert Woods from the Los Angeles Rams. After the Rams signed Allen Robinson, the rumors popped up saying, okay, the Rams are shopping Robert Woods, who is coming off of a torn ACL. This is a big move for the Tennessee Titans. This is them uh, to me. And I want to, I'll, I'll hear you guys' thoughts on this to me. This is saying, hey, Ryan Tannehill, if you can't get the job done this season, you are looking at probably not being the Tennessee Titans quarterback in the future. Because this is this is an all in move. Like, I feel like obviously they didn't give up a whole lot. They only gave up a six round pick for Robert Woods. But this is a move that's saying, "Okay." We recognize what our offense struggled with last year. Obviously, Julio Jones not being healthy really hurt them. They need a second wide receiver to pair with A.J. Brown. They do that in acquiring Robert Woods. They're saying, hey, when it comes down to it, Ryan Tannehill, Tannehill, you are going to have to go out and make plays. We are getting you a guy that can help make plays in Robert Woods and relieve some of the the pressure off of A.J. Brown. I think this is a big move for Ryan Tannehill moving forward. Gentlemen.
2: I think it's overstated. Uh, We, I think it's overstated. Ryan Tannehill just signed a contract extension. Their first out is really next year. um, And that would be, they would still be having to eat 18 million in cap space. I doubt they do it. So I think Ryan Tannehill has this year and next year before they can get rid of that contract without, really any penalty. Um, I, I don't think this is about Ryan Tannehill. I, I think this is about Tennessee saying we need an additional weapon. We lose Julio Jones cause we thought he was going to come in and fill this void, but that we didn't and he didn't. And now we need somebody on the other side of AJ Brown and Robert Woods is a good fit for that. The thing that is, is funny to me is everybody talks about the compensation for a Robert Woods. Yeah. They only gave up a sixth round pick. But they're also eating a big salary, a, a big cap hit of $13.5 for a guy that's coming off an ACL surgery that's a little bit older. Not He's not young. He's 30. Um, so we talk about trades. We saw it with the Amari Cooper trade. We've seen it now with the Robert Woods trade. And the compensation seems like, well, they're just giving these players for free. Well, they're not. This is how they get around the salary cap stuff um, is by getting rid of these players' contracts. Robert Wood signed an extension in Los Angeles, and now he's going to take that extension over to Tennessee and hopefully be a factor. We don't know what he's going to look like. They said he's coming off his knee injury pretty well during rehab. I expect him to play well. I I think this is Tennessee saying, look at the AFC. And if we don't do anything, Derrick Henry is 27, 28 years old, 29, whatever he is, he's getting older. He has a ton of carries under his belt now. If we don't win in the next couple of years, our whole team changes, right? Once Derrick Henry goes, our whole team changes. So we have a small window before we have to start trying to do that rebuild process as well. And with the teams in the AFC and what they've done this offseason, I think Tennessee had to make a move, and this made the most sense. They went out and got a veteran receiver who's really good, um, albeit coming off a knee injury, but he'll he'll definitely help what they do
0: offensively. Aaron, let me ask you a question real quick. Do you believe that the Tennessee Titans should have re-signed Corey Davis last offseason? absolutely I mean I don't know where I'm thinking right now you're trying I don't to know if they could
2: have too. competed with the amount of money he got from New York because I don't know that one good season I would have paid Corey Davis that money he did get paid by New York so maybe that was the problem um, and knowing you have to pay other guys especially at the wide receiver position in a couple of years and AJ Brown and things like that um, but yes absolutely I think they could have just kept Corey Davis and left that one, two punch instead of even trading for Julio Jones, who was older injury prone. Um, I think they wanted the name more than anything.
1: I don't think it does. Does this uh, Tennessee Titans fans are probably watching this video right now. And you know, we've, we've really become an enemy of the Tennessee Titans fans. (laughs) They're probably watching this video right now. And like, look, thinking that we're absolutely insane. Does this we said that the Colts are probably the sixth best team in the AFC with their move of acquiring Matt Ryan? Is Tennessee seventh, or was Tennessee fifth or eighth? Are they Ninth? first like last
0: year?
2: I got I got <laughs> I I have the Chiefs, the Raiders, the Bengals, the Bills, the Colts, the Chargers. They're Jaguars. gonna be the Broncos. Baltimore they're probably they're probably nine nine ten that's where I believe Tennessee's at I think Tennessee and I said this last year and I was wrong because there wasn't as many good teams as I thought but you've seen last year some of the up-and-coming young teams I think Tennessee takes a huge step back this year um that AFC is going to be brutal I mean it's going to be an absolute gauntlet they're fortunate to play in the south where they do get Jacksonville and Houston twice you know twice a year so maybe you get three or four wins there but um just looking on paper right now. Yeah. They're probably the eighth ninth best team.
1: And there goes all of Tennessee Titans nation. There goes Titans. I mean, they were
2: the number one seed. Think about it. They were the number one seed. They ran through, they dominated this year and we were all surprised. And then the first playoff game Cincinnati with a second year quarterback, really a rookie. I mean, really still probably call him a rookie Uh, no offensive line. And they come in there and they beat you like, and gave up what nine sacks? Like you, you sacked them nine times, and you still lost the game. Like I, I, I don't think they're getting too much better. They're they're handcuffed by the salary cap, and then you got all these teams in the AFC that got better. I think Tennessee is going to struggle unless they make some other moves here. Um And yeah, maybe two years Ryan Tannehill is gone. They probably should have never paid him in the first place.
0: This is a, they got fat Randy. A-
1: they did resign sign Fat Randy. They did sign – I can't – that's disrespectful, man. That is disrespectful. Randy, you know Randy what's funny? You, you,
2: you <laughs> know what they did with Ryan Tannehill is a complete opposite of what the Cleveland Browns did with Baker Mayfield. Tennessee easily could have said, you know what? We had some success with Ryan Tannehill, but we're not going to pay you. We don't believe you're that elite guy. And instead, they decided, yeah, we go, we're going to pay you because you had some success because they didn't require a quarterback in their offense to do a whole lot. Same thing with Cleveland Browns. The only you know, difference is Cleveland said, you know what? We have an offense that if we do get an elite guy, we think we're unstoppable. And so they went and got their elite guy in Deshaun Watson. Tennessee is now stuck with Tannehill instead of going out and trading for a Russell Wilson, finding a way to get Aaron Rodgers, going out and getting Deshaun Watson or one of these elite guys.
0: You know, when you in church and the preacher starts talking like all this facts, that's how I felt with Aaron just right there. <laughs> Amen. You know praise the lord
1: hallelujah uh, <laughs> sorry AJ for editing the audio that's going to be loud uh i hate everybody here no said-
2: listen, you no no you were talking fantasy football that no. you cannot you no, cannot i was conversation-
1: not that, no, I it. was not. You're mad because you drafted I him. I have been
0: no you still think Sammy been, D's a top 10 quarterback. <laughs> settle down. Yeah,
1: I, I've had a lot of bad takes. I've had a lot of bad takes. I've had a lot, I've had a lot of bad takes. But I have been against the, the whole Ryan Tannehill hype since the beginning. Since the nope. beginning. Not even just for nope. fantasy. Not nope. even just fantasy. I we, have.
2: We but what I'm saying is the conversation that you had with us about Ryan Tannehill, where we defended him, was not about football.
1: It was about. Yes, it was. No, no, no. There were times where I argued about fantasy football. And then there were also times where I argued about real football, especially at the beginning of the season and the off season of last year when they started handing him that contract. I said those exact things. And then the argument was presented. Maybe it was AJ or maybe it wasn't you guys. But the argument was then presented about how he had all these comeback game winning drives and all this kind of nonsense. That was presented on the show. Check the tape. Check the tape because that was one of the arguments. And I remember I'm not, I'm this. not
2: saying It wasn't. I'm just saying that the argument that I know I, whenever you bring up Ryan Tannehill, I keep shaking my head saying no, is because we were talking fantasy and for fantasy football. A lot of what, sucks of what I talked
1: about. He sucks in fantasy. A lot of what I talked about with sorry. fantasy
2: football was this rushing ability, which they used a lot more last year than they did this year. And so you were right about the fantasy football aspect of it
1: this year. He's, he's average. He's an average quarterback in real life. He's a below average fantasy football quarterback. Rest my case on the Carson Wentz, Carson
2: Wentz, or Ryan
1: Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill is not going to lose you a game. Carson Wentz. That's the thing with Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is going to lose. He he can lose you. I hate
0: the chuck and duck mentality of Wentz. Exactly. I, I,
1: I mean, you could, you could literally like that. That's what the, when, when we were talking about like why the Colts haven't made a move for a quarterback yet after they traded Carson Wentz, I was like, I would easily, I would take Jimmy G over Carson Wentz. They both are going to give you the same type of output in terms of like maybe stats, maybe Carson Wentz gives you a little bit better, but Jimmy G is not going to lose you that game. Matt Ryan is Jimmy not going to lose you that Ryan, game. Jimmy, Gar- uh, Jimmy, not, Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo. not close. Yeah, I think it's Jimmy. See, G.
0: I'm going to Tannehill every day. <sighs> Man, I, I think mean, I the football I, making plays. I, it's Ryan I Tannehill. Will,
2: yes, but I will say this: it also it very much depends on what team you have. Fair. Because, you like football, I said, I you, if you have if if you have a perfect situation around you, which like the 49ers, the Cleveland Browns, I want Jimmy G. Like I want that because I'm I can win with that. I know I can win with that because I've seen it. Um, with Ryan Tannehill, it's a little bit different. He's gonna, he, he can make some plays at times, but then there's yeah. times where he is the receivers over there and the balls over there. Like, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. So, um, but I, I think a lot of it is the offense. They don't really trust him. They want to give it to Derrick Henry, he's 73 times into the middle of the line of scrimmage, even if he's gaining no yards, just until he breaks one for 50. So yeah. I, I don't get some of their offensive schematic things, but, um, I would take Jimmy G.
0: Host, do I have time to ask a question? If you want to. Okay. <laughs> I love that he asked. Um, we just asked, brother. Yeah, yeah, I might as well. Whoa, why are you putting me up all there? Um, <laughs> it gets so rattled. No, no um, I, I, I thought about this today. I almost tweeted something. But then again, I know I'm in the minority because I'm younger. So I want to ask you guys as older gentlemen, um, have you ever seen anything like this with all the quarterback changing in the NFL before. I mean, there's constant movement. We've seen all these quarterbacks going traded, traded, traded. I don't think I've ever seen it nope. before in my life. And it's strange. Nope. I, I
2: said this the other day. You do not find, especially, quote, franchise quarterbacks available, right? You don't find those guys available. Russell Wilson being available for a trade. That's wild. Aaron Rodgers possibly being available for a trade. That's crazy. Deshaun Watson at 26 years old, regardless of the circumstances, you don't see these things. Even guys like, as sad as it is like Baker Mayfield, just getting traded normally is rare. Yeah. You see what they did with Kirk cousins. They franchised him. They franchised him like two times just so they could keep a guy like that, who maybe is not great, but he can win some football games. And I, the NFL I mean, is shifting. It's changing.
1: You, you look at the, at what you're seeing right now, even in the slightest with Mitch Trubisky, Mitch Trubisky is a former top. What he got picked in the top 10, right? Mitch Trubisky is a top former top 10 pick quarterback. And a winning record with a winning record, um, is, a winning record <laughs> let go. And now he's on a, like a recovery. He's on a rebuilding path right now where he had to go learn under Josh Allen, who is younger than him. <laughs> and then go on to re fix his career and now get a second shot at with, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I don't, I, I what Mitch Trubisky's what, how old how, he's like 25, like, probably 26. like
2: 25, 26. The, yeah, the difference so, though is the amount of time the pressure that general managers and coaches feel that they have to make, to make a move, right? We're talking about, you know, you got a rookie contract four to five years. If you're not winning, they're moving yeah. on back in the days. Alex Smith was on the 49ers for seven years with different yeah. offensive coordinators and they kept giving them chances, right? Aaron Rodgers was a backup for how long the NFL doesn't work that way anymore. You're expected to come in that rookie season. You're allowed to struggle that second year. If there's no improvement, they're already searching do we need to find a replacement so all of those quarterbacks Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones they all have to take a step forward if they don't you can believe those organizations are going to start should we be looking at quarterback again there's, even if they don't just, go right away they are going to be looking
1: the the league and and everyone it, it's moving so much faster and faster and faster and you and, and honestly uh, we i made the title on Friday of the greatest offseason ever and I was like, man, maybe that is that a little is that over is that a little too much? But really, it's not because of what we see in this offseason, it's been incredible. Uh, we talk about former that. first overall picks being on the move. There is one former first first round pick staying put in New Orleans. And Jameis Winston being re-signed by the New Orleans Saints. He gets a two-year, $28 million contract from the New Orleans Saints that keeps him with the team that that he showed promise with last season. We remember him uh, very fondly here in Jacksonville when he blew up on the Green Bay Packers in that game this season. Jameis Winston looked very good for the New Orleans Saints before getting hurt. He now comes back on a two-year deal. And he's gonna be the guy. It's no longer Taysom Hill as a starting quarterback. It is this is Jameis Winston's team at the start of camp. He's going to be the guy. Is this is this is it Jameis time? Is he gonna be able to keep the New Orleans Saints in the fight with Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the NFC South, Aaron? I,
2: I want Dylan to go first.
0: You know, I I saw this. Yeah, I'll answer your question first and then I'll get into my take. <laughs> um <laughs> I think he can. I think he can keep him alive. I know the loss of Sean Payton's massive, and that's something not a lot of people are talking about. Like if Sean Payton's there, I think maybe that would have been a spot for a potential Baker Mayfield trade or someone like that to where he could develop a younger quarterback under someone like a uh, Sean Payton. Right now, Jameis Winston still goes into that system or goes back to New Orleans, a place where he's comfortable. He did play well last year, and ACL is still a tough spot, uh, tough injury to come back from, but. I mean, he has chemistry with that team already. He's got the offense. So we still have to wait and see uh, what happens to the Alvin Kamara situation. He gets Michael Thomas back. I, I actually like this for Jameis Winston with the Saints, and I find it odd, oddly enough, I saw on Twitter, he got two for 28, right? Two two years, 28 million. That's, like, back up to piss-poor starter salary, right? Like, that's that's not fair. And he gets 20 million guaranteed. I mean, that's – that's he didn't really have that much of a market. So I, it, to me, it was almost saints or bust. If he wanted to start a starting gig, he's continuing
1: to bet on himself. I feel like, I feel like that's what James is doing. He's just continuing to bet on himself.
2: Well, so first of all, Dylan, Dylan your point about um, them going after, like if Sean Payton was there, a Baker Mayfield, I didn't, I know, did, I, I don't think that would happen. If you're going to get Baker Mayfield, they might as well have just kept James Winston with the familiarity of Sean Payton. He's only two years older than Baker Mayfield. Jameis Winston is only 28 years old. Like he's been in the league forever, but we forget he's only 28 years old. This was a perfect fit. The minute they were out on the Deshaun Watson, you knew they were going to go right back to Jameis. Jameis Winston, I think he'll be fine. Uh, You get a rapport. You already have with Pete Carmichael, the offensive coordinator, who they did retain, who was calling plays for a period of time while Jameis was there. Um, Him and Sean Payton had a really good working relationship. So I think that that kind of foundation has already been there. And you're talking about a guy who's thrown for 5,000 yards in a season, regardless of what we want to say. I know he threw 30 picks. He's thrown for 4,000 yards twice when he came out as a rookie. And then his second year on a Tampa team, that was honestly terrible. Like they were not good. Um, He went nine and seven the year. Obviously he threw for 33 touchdowns, 30 picks. And for his first year, really under Bruce Arians. And I've heard this mentioned now a number of times. He is not the only quarterback that has thrown a ton of interceptions in their first year with Bruce Arians. Carson Palmer did it. Even Tom Brady, who was a, a huge veteran, threw more interceptions in year one under Bruce Arians than he really had thrown before. So um, I like Jameis. I like the maturity level. I like how hard he works. I like that the energy he brings to a locker room. I'm going to be honest, I think the Saints instantly get back to becoming contenders with Jameis Winston. Their defense is already really good. Um, huge loss if they lose to Ron Armstead. Obviously, Michael Thomas being back helps. It will help Jameis. Now he has a oh, weapon man. to throw to not what's that guy's name? Cal- Marquez Callaway. And Marquez then obviously, Calloway. oh man. Oh, um,
0: Callaway.
2: Listen, I mean hey, Marquez
1: Callaway threw dirt on himself. <laughs> the
2: Saints have Tampa's number. They do. And I know that people don't like to hear that. It's not really right. a thing. They do. They know how to play against Tampa it would it shocked me if the saints are in that division race when it gets to the end of season next year. If, if Jameis is healthy, not at all. I think they're a good team. Um, it, it definitely made my, made me change my thoughts on whether Dennis Allen is going to have that big of an impact or not, because if the saints don't succeed, then our, then our coaches uh, tier ranking, it's going to be right. It's going to be on Dennis Allen because they have everything in place that they need to be contenders again in the NFC, especially
0: in such a weak conference.
1: Yeah, I was about to say with that with that conference looking the way it is, it's
0: it's open, it's wide open. I wanted to make a quick point here. I was going to say it in the thing before I answered your question. You look at the number two overall quarterbacks in the two from two thousand beyond, right? It's so strange how they're getting like all these second chances. Correct, Zach Wilson right now. You know, we'll see, right? Um, it's it's Mitch Trubisky twenty seventeen. He gets a second chance because he was a failed starter to begin with. Let's be honest. Then 2016, Carson Wentz, number two overall, failed. He's got six starter.
2: chances.
0: Yeah, another chance. <laughs> 2015, Marcus Mariota, number two overall, failed. He gets another chance. Robert Griffin the third, 2012, failed. Another chance. So it's like all the quarterbacks that go two overall. Is sort of a, I see a trend here in the 2000s. Well,
2: the fact is, these guys should get second chances. You shouldn't be defined by your one opportunity that maybe the organization is to blame. And and then especially as you mature, because all these players have also went other places, served as backups and got to learn behind really good quarterbacks. And so you go learn behind a really good quarterback. Maybe you grow a little bit. Maybe you get more mature. Maybe you're now Jameis Winston and you understand what's important, which is protecting the football so you don't turn over as much. I think there is nothing wrong with giving these guys second chances. We are so quick to label people as busts. I'm guilty of it as well. When we label a guy a bust after two years and then when they're 27 year old, they can't even get a job because we already say they're done. Like to me, that's a problem in the NFL. We're always looking for that next guy, that next guy, when that next guy could be Matthew Stafford could be 33 years old, never won a playoff game, but you put him in the right situation. And all of a sudden he's a super bowl winner. like, I think we are very, very quick to jump off these players, and I know it's the business. I know it's what we do, and the or- the organizations do it as well because it's about it's money. Fast moving, man. But I, fast moving. It's fun. It's fun to see some of these guys get another opportunity. I root for Mitch Trubisky. I root for Marcus Mariota to do better, to show that they were worthy of those picks at number two, um, just to be serviceable as starting quarterbacks in the NFL because it's really, really hard to do.
1: One last t- top story that we had break over the weekend was the Cincinnati Bengals continuing to build that offensive line, signing former tackle from the Dallas Cowboys, Lyle Collins. He will now be heading to Cincinnati. This is a, this was a deal. As soon as the Cowboys released him, they were like, okay, Cincinnati needs to get on the horn and make this happen. They did so. Now Cincinnati continues to build that offensive line. First, they, they added Alex Kappa. Now they add Lyle Collins. This is a team that recognizes a weakness. Now they have fixed it, but that defense is still, it's still bothering. It's still bothering everybody here. It's like, it's just, it's a concern, but what does this deal mean For the Cincinnati Bengals, Aaron, you know, you know, Collins, the best out of everyone here, because obviously you followed him for quite some time. What is he bringing to the Cincinnati Bengals team?
2: He's a mean, mean man. He is. He's, he's mean on that offensive line. He really is. Um, I I believe there was a phone call he had with Joe Burrow, basically saying, you ain't never got to worry about getting hit again. Like, like that's the kind of mentality he has. Yeah. I'm the, yeah, I'm the bodyguard. Um, This is exactly what Cincinnati needed to do. Like I know we can, and I, I spoke about them last week saying that their defense is still a concern for me, but we watched Kansas City do this last year and they revamped the entire offensive line. The signings that the Cincinnati Bengals have done are a direct need based on what we saw in the Super Bowl, based on what we saw against Tennessee and all the rest of the season. Like they have a franchise quarterback who they rely on heavily, who has to stay upright. So what do you go do? You go and sign a bunch of really good veteran players, Kappa, Karras. Lyle Collins, these guys are going to be able to come in right away, solidify that offensive line. Um, it's going to help a guy like Jonah Williams, right? It's going to help guys that are already on that line. They're going to be looked to their left and right and say, now we can focus on doing our job and not having to worry about so much. Um, it's a huge win for Cincinnati. I, I think you can't understate that, or you can't overstate that enough. The The only thing you're concerned about is, is it enough? Is it enough for them? Is that, was that enough to take that next step to win a Super Bowl? Um, because you do have a lot of competition in the AFC and everybody else is also getting yeah. better. But it, it's definitely a start.
1: Did you put Cincinnati ahead of Tennessee when you were making the, that list? Absolutely. That he, he absolutely.
2: They, they just beat them. them and they, I, 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 no, I, I wasn't really going in order. Okay. I just was listing teams oh, okay. that were better than Tennessee. I absolutely that, would put Cincinnati. That, Cincinnati right now is the favorite to me to win the AFC North because oh. of what they did last year. Now, the the offseason could change that. The draft could change that. Um, everybody loves what the Cleveland Browns are doing. Uh, that very that, well could change by the start of the season. There's but not right a now, chance
0: in hell the Cincinnati Bengals make the playoffs next year.
2: You can say that, but uh, that's, there's nothing uh, that, that, that says that, they couldn't. Deshaun Watson might not even be there for the first 10 games. He might be suspended yeah, for the whole year. We don't know that. So as it stands right now. Cincinnati to me has the most going for them. We don't Let's, know how J.K. Dobbins is going to come back. We don't know what Baltimore is going to do with their pass rush. Right now, Cincinnati has the majority of the same team, outside of maybe um, a Lewis I, and I
1: remember you saying added something different line. here. I remember you saying yes. something different
2: before on
0: they this show before he before, uh, before they, they just the signed
2: the, before they just made a, an acquisition of Lyle Collins.
0: He okay, thinks, like, so, it, so, co- so that's how
1: that's, that's how huge. big of an impact Collins is to this offensive line. Because I remember because you were on this show and you say you said that it, it didn't that with all these offensive line moves, it didn't it didn't matter. It didn't. like You, they you still had, didn't go You raised the, the questions.
2: You right. You raised the question. First of all, you said you thought maybe the Bengals could be losers when we first addressed it. I said, yep. no, they've, they've got what they need, but I don't think it measured. I don't think the needle moved because they got those two offensive linemen, right? Then you look at the AFC North and what happened. Darius Smith was also on Baltimore. Now he's not on Baltimore. You add Lyle yeah. Collins, who's a really, really good right tackle. for he, he was part of that, one of the best offensive lines in football. And now you have protection on both sides for Joe Burrow. And yes, they haven't addressed defensive needs but they did resign guys they did bring back eli apple Uh, i don't like him but he was there they did bring (laughs) back jesse bates so yes do they need to do more to be a super bowl winner to maybe compete with the teams that i think are the best in the afc absolutely but right now if i had to pick a favorite in the north i probably would put cincinnati slightly above baltimore and that's only because i don't know what's going to happen with cleveland and deshaun watson Uh, obviously when that happens that'll change the entire let's say
1: Let's say Watson plays seven games this year. Let's just, just hypothetically speaking, say he's gets suspended for 10 games. Is Cincinnati they, the best team in the, like, do they end up win the division? First? They'll win the yeah. division. Okay. Cause they're not, cause you're
2: they're not, not going to win. Not of Jacoby yeah. So what? what I'm not, it's, not, your, it's not that I'm not scared of Baltimore. I, again, JK Dobbins coming back from a, a serious injury. We don't know about, they still have questions on the outside as far as weapons. Lamar Jackson was going to be Lamar Jackson, but we still have questions about that defense. Their secondary was one of the worst last year. You bring in a Marcus Williams. Great. You still don't have a pass rush. So there are still questions about Baltimore as well. And I just saw Cincinnati decapitate uh, Baltimore. You know what I mean? Like I just saw that and they've upgraded.
1: Now we haven't gotten into our draft coverage yet, but one of my favorite cornerbacks in this draft is sauce Gardner, the guy from Cincinnati. Uh, he could end up going a lot of I've seen a lot of mocks have him going to Baltimore in the first round does that obviously one rookie probably doesn't change the that would fact be huge that well that was that, huge so, so with that so with Marlon, hum, just say, Marlon I, Humphrey speak. on
2: one side Marlon Humphrey I, on one side and sauce on the other that's huge
1: so does that put Baltimore over so it, like that that, that so,
2: could be game-changing
1: to to oh me i can't gosh. see baltimore not going at the, like that at that cornerback position in that tr- maybe they go to elsewhere but I, I just i they I, need a I, pass I like rusher bad and
2: losing zadarius smith hurt them big time cuz that would have that might have put me over the top when they had zadarius smith i was like okay they're doing everything they need to to address their needs right but then you lose him now what do you do at pass rusher they they still haven't addressed that so i worry about that but again this is so early there's so many there's still is. so many free agents, and there's it's a deep pass rushing class, it's a deep wide receiver draft. So could they address it? Could it change by the preseason? Absolutely. But right now, you're asking me today, I would say Cincinnati, Baltimore, Cleveland, because only because of the unknown. Um Deshaun Watson plays the whole year. We might be having a different conversation. Okay. And then obviously okay. Pittsburgh. So okay.
1: Dylan. Darn it. Okay. Okay, got it. Darn okay, it. I just want to make sure you. Darn it! What? Okay, I
0: don't like Cincinnati. Hey, Pittsburgh always I, I, always goes by hundred. I'm not, I'm
2: not agreeing with your thought process, Dylan. Of could it be like that one year flash in the pan? Get to the Super 100%. Bowl percent. I
0: saw it with I, Chicago. I, I, not, I saw it with Jacksonville.
2: It is, you saw it with Philadelphia. Like, could it be that? Absolutely. It, it's very well possible. It could be that. I'm I'm maybe I'm buying into it now because everybody told me all year I was crazy for saying Cincinnati wasn't that good. But I was so down on on Joe Burrow, like coming out of the draft, going into year two, I was like torn AC, like this guy's not going to be it. And he proved something. I still didn't see elite, winner. but he, he he found a way to get things done. And Jamar Chase, I said was special. He is special. Um, I thought he should have been the number one pick overall based on talent, but obviously that's not going to happen. So they have a lot going for them. But yes, if they were fourth in the division next year, would it shock me? No, it's a tough division. That AFC North and AFC West. I think if any of those teams finish one, if any of those teams finish four, I probably
0: would not. You be wouldn't shocked. be shocked if Mitch Trubisky leads the Steelers yeah, to a twelve I, that, and five that, that record. No, nope. that's where I want to know why I would be.
2: Mitch Trubisky has won divisions or has won. Mitch Trubisky has been to the playoffs, and you put him with a coach like Mike Tomlin, a good running back, good yeah. receivers, and a solid yeah. defense. It would not shock me. I, I've seen. Put it this way mitch trubisky now versus big ben now are they very different i like mitch like more. i would say i would say mitch has like more the, yeah. in his toolbox so yeah. I, it would not shock me at all it wouldn't put some respect i mean we, on we, mitch might, Trubis- we might talk about it we might be like oh hey. my god that's crazy but it wouldn't be like the, the the most surprising thing in the nfl let's just say that
1: i'm gonna say this and this is gonna be crazy whatever whatever you want to think baker mayfield take notes on what Mitch Trubisky has done. Take notes. If you get traded, it may be different, but what you could do, do not s- sign to be a backup somewhere. Learn, get that reset. So everyone forgets the stink that is surrounding your name. Cause Mitchell so Trubisky was he who shall not be named on this show for a little bit because of his very poor performances. He went to Buffalo reset his career. Now the stink is gone. He he showered several times oh. to get that stink off of him. That's not now fair because that was
2: mostly that was mostly from AJ. But but, like, but like, it, the, the, the stink that we, people wanted just, to it
1: wasn't give just him from AJ. But it, it, it was why? But the stink came
2: from nowhere. Like it, he's a 29-21 exactly. quarterback saying, as a starter.
1: I'm not saying it was warranted. I'm not saying it was it, it was well. well Daniel deserved, Jones still has there, a job. Hey. <laughs> Hey, he, he's the hey, least hey, deserving Jones, quarterback in the Daniel league. take notes on what Mitch Trubisky did. They go be
2: a backup somewhere. Get that stink off of you too, okay? <laughs> I don't think Baker has much of an option because where's Baker going to go to be a starter?
0: I'd love to see him in Tampa behind well, Brady. Get his that, character right and just go step in and be a starter. Learn Aaron's system where, for a year or two.
1: That's where I wanted to go to end this show is laying out this quarterback land, this quarterback landscape and laying out the teams who actually still need quarterbacks. Cause I was thinking today and looking over the draft and looking over the prospects looking over who needs quarterbacks. And this might be a draft where we see maybe one quarterback drafted in the first round. We might not see any quarterbacks drafted in the first round. So Dylan, I'll start with you. Give me the teams that need a quarterback in this league right now, Who, who you think need to go out and get a quarterback this year.
0: Draft or free agency? Either way. Either way. Just Carolina list, Panthers. List
1: to me the quarterback needy teams.
0: Carolina Panthers are atop the list. I think they need a quarterback. I think the Falcons could look maybe early second round. Um, maybe, maybe that's the spot they go, but I, I still think I mean you sign Marcus Mariota, that's still a bridge, right? And maybe, maybe the Steelers also look, but I know they really like Mason Rudolph. That we've talked about how we like Mr. Bisky. I think it's Seattle and Carolina are the main two that you look at right now saying that they need quarterbacks. So
1: Seattle and Carolina, potentially Atlanta, and then potentially Pittsburgh later on in the draft, because they're not going to go out and sign anyone. They already signed someone. So, so that's what three or four teams that actually need a quarterback.
0: Like that's, I could say Houston signed someone too. They could sign maybe an Andy Dalton.
2: that, okay, so the thing with that thought process is absolutely, all these teams are going to get a quarterback. All the the Giants, they're going to get a quarterback. Um, False. It's about when. I it's about what the, They they will. The Giants will get a quarterback. Watch. I they think, think draft it's better. Not late. a
0: chance. Not a chance. They will,
2: they will draft one late. They will draft one late. Listen, it's not about who they bring in. It's about when they go and get them. You're talking yeah. Seattle? Yeah. They have already talking up drew lock. Like they, they are. I think drew lock is on their mind. The starter going in day one. Do right. I think they're going to waste their first round pick on a quarterback? No, I think they wait. Pittsburgh, you bring in Mitchell Trubisky. Are you going to go out? Maybe you, you think about it, but you're like, do I really want to spend my first yeah. round pick on this when I can get something else? No, you'll wait. The teams that are absolutely going to go quarterback at some point in time are the teams you mentioned. It's just about when, when that's that's why to Vinny's point there might be only one drafted in the first round because what you see happen is the team that really thinks they need one they go well we got mariota we can wait we can wait a few rounds to get one and then as all the quarterbacks drop every team is starting to think the same thing well no quarterback's been taken we can wait we like malik willis but is there a big difference between malik willis and um corral and, and kenny pickett and desmond ritter like is there a big difference No, so then you start to push down and down and down. and next thing you know, the first quarterback off the board is late first round, early second round, and then things start
0: to change. Yeah, I I can see that. Bailey Bailey might be right with Detroit. I think we're kind of getting... No, they'll get one. Like Jared Goff, like, forgot about him. Yeah,
1: I think that's the thing with... That's the thing with Detroit. I mean, you think about Detroit has two picks in this draft. They pick early in the draft and they own that Rams pick at the at 32nd in the draft. So you could see the draft. We could oh. we could realistic they're not these taking these a quarterback
2: decisions. at two or what three or take, whatever they pick. Take well, him at 32. At, at 32. We, we, maybe pick. what
1: if what if we had that hype where it's oh my god no one has taken a quarterback in this draft yet. And then 32 rolls around and it's Detroit taking Malik Willis or a Kenny Pickett or someone like that. That would be, that'd be a fun night of draft coverage. I'll tell you that. That would, that would be, that'd be a lot of fun. Now for these teams, say like a Seattle, we we talk about when they're going to take one. You look at the landscape right now of the quarterbacks available, whether it's via trade or whether it's via this weird free agent market and Cam Newton and Danny Dalton and Fitz magic. Do you see any of these? So I would say Baker Mayfield is, and and Jimmy Garoppolo, those two have to be traded, right? You can't Cleveland can't go into the season with, with Baker Mayfield and, and San Francisco can't go into the season with Jimmy G, right?
2: So, well, Baker Mayfield. Yes. He won't be on the Cleveland Browns. They'll, they'll find a way to either cut him or whatever. If they, if they can't trade him for whatever, but Jimmy Garoppolo could very well be on the 49ers to start the year.
0: He just won't the, more, the, start. the
2: more things are happening, the more I think it's likely to happen. Look, you don't have a trade partner for him right now because of a hurt shoulder. He can't go to off-season workouts on a new team. No team is really looking for a starter of Jimmy Garoppolo's caliber. Most of the teams right now have a starter of, of that caliber. Maybe you say if you're Seattle, you try to find a way, but is the 49ers are going to trade Seattle Jimmy Garoppolo. They're in the same division. So right. you, you, where is that team? Where is that team that Jimmy can come in and say, I can compete for a job? It's not really there. So then you have to start looking at, well, makes sense just to bring them back. Maybe Trey Lance is not ready. Or even if you are going to go with Trey Lance, you wait for Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe you start Jim, uh, Trey Lance, but then you trade Jimmy Garoppolo midseason to a team that loses a quarterback to injury or maybe a quarterback that's not panning out.
1: That's I best best move right there.
2: I don't know that there's a huge quarterback market out there now when just two weeks ago there was right now. Now you look at it. Where where do you go? I don't know. And, I don't know that there's a spot for Baker Mayfield to start this year. I really don't.
0: I, I don't think there's one for Baker. Do you think that Jimmy Garoppolo could go to Carolina? They'd waste another draft pick trying to trade for. I don't think Carolina filler? does that. I I was but thinking what,
2: about why yeah why 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 give him a pick or anything when you got Sam yeah. Darnold there right. who's you're, still young who, who's and you're paying him a little bit like you might as well just not roll there with yet him and then draft you're him not
1: the, you're not there yet to go out and acquire a Jimmy Garoppolo or Baker Mayfield. And it's it's crazy to think about. I mean, I, I think that. You say that Baker Mayfield's not going to be a starter this year. I I can see him going to the Seattle Seahawks, and and I I mean, there's reports. I just got a I just got a report not. just a few a few moments ago saying what that- is Seattle
2: going to give up?
0: They want they want. Hey, I heard I saw a report today that said that they want a pick with Baker Mayfield to eat his money.
2: Yeah, why would money, you want yeah. to eat that money and then go out and you're going to you're probably going to want to draft one anyways cuz you're unsure but, about the guy. He's on an expiring contract. What is the point? You might as well use that asset to go get more draft picks, especially when you're rebuilding.
1: I mean, I I think I think that they end up I think they end up getting Baker Mayfield on and I don't want to say it's a steal, but I think that they get Baker Mayfield on the cheap because the market for these quarterbacks is not there. I mean, maybe, maybe Carolina goes for a Baker Mayfield, but I just, I, I don't see that happening. And then that's, and I that, think you're that's giving Baker great...
2: Mayfield too much credit
0: zero. Okay. Zero to 100% chance Baker Mayfield's released 65%. <sighs>
2: no, they can't release him. It's too much money. He's making $30 million, isn't he?
0: Are you just going to have him be a backup?
2: Like, I mean, is it, like 30 suspended. million?
0: What if Watson gets suspended and Baker goes in there to start? There's no way Baker Mayfield (laughs) is going to start the season.
2: I just, I, I honestly, I see a team, I I see a team like the Giants. Even though they said they're trying with Daniel Jones, um, I I see a team like that. I I really do. Maybe, maybe Carolina does it, but I I don't know why. (laughs) I really don't. I, I don't know why. There's very, very few spots where I feel like that's a fit to deal with the circus that you're getting in Baker Mayfield.
0: Detroit wouldn't make a move like that. Cause they got golf. Correct. Yeah. Correct.
2: That's the only, that's one other, that's, that's one I'm other thinking, though. That's one other spot that maybe, through. maybe Detroit, they have golf, but I mean, they, they are probably one of the few teams that could trade for you know, Baker Mayfield, bench golf and eat that him being on the bench and be okay with it. Cause they don't have a lot of players that they're paying and they have a lot, you know, a rebuilding kind of mechanism in their, in their culture right now. So,
1: I don't know. You know that. Actually, you know, if there's a best fit for Baker Mayfield, Detroit might be it.
2: Dan Campbell might choke him out, though.
1: I don't know. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I feel like I feel like with Baker Mayfield's attitude towards things, I, like he's got that like whether you whether you think Baker Mayfield's a good quarterback or not. He still has that dog mentality. He's still he's still yeah, but he's immature that's true. But what uh, really I'm making the connection to biting your kneecaps and dogs and Baker Mayfield. And you know, that kind of stuff with Dog. Man, Cameron, but I,
2: understand, yeah. I understand. It's going to be tough. Let's just say the quarterback market is not as uh it's not as open now as we thought, or as it was two weeks ago, like a lot has yeah. changed with the whole Deshaun Watson thing and Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers coming back. It's there's not many spots left for him. Especially if you like some of the young guys in the draft, I might as well just yeah. draft them.
1: Yeah, exactly. Use your draft capital for that instead of going out and after a, a guy who you're going to end up having to pay, especially with the Baker Mayfield, because you're going to have to you're going to have to give him a contract sooner or later. But uh, that does it for another episode of the Sack City Podcast. We covered a lot, lots of big news, lots of trades, lots of everything. This NFL season off season has been fantastic. We'll be back again on Wednesday live at eight p.m. Eastern Time, right here on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and belly up sports tv we'll be talking more football more off season moves uh once again we are this show was dedicated to the great john clayton uh we we wish we just we 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 miss him we miss him guys that's that that is that is it right there uh we appreciate everyone tuning in uh we will see you guys wednesday peace out bye